0: So to work on these carpets, I first have to find something. Now you can go to any of the carpet manufacturers' websites like Shaw, Mannington, Patcraft, or Interface, and usually download swatches. For this example, I've used Interface. So if I go to my folder, the first thing is, is the CPT2 Raw Loft. This was a carpet pattern that's already in the file. Uh, It's a carpet that I used on a different project. You can see I've already got tiles set up. So this was something that we got actually from the manufacturer. Now I've downloaded a couple different zip files for you. One is monochrome, so these are going to be our solid colors. And this is just another one that shows a, a good pattern. So we'll be able to see it pretty quickly. So if you open this up, The first thing you'll notice is it gives us a room picture so you can see kind of what that's going to look like. This first image here is actually a good size piece showing four by four tiles. Interface carpet is typically a little bit different. They're usually 50 centimeters by 50 centimeters which is 19.69 inches square. So a lot of the other manufacturers are literally two feet by two feet. So, if you want to be truly accurate, you can make these correct size, or you could say, okay, this is eight feet by eight feet. And that'll come into play as we start to look at tiling. So, for an example, if we look at this image, and I'm going to open this in Photoshop, let's say we didn't have the one that was all of the 8x8 tiles and we needed to create our own pattern so we wanted to rotate and edit the pattern as we need to so the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to create a new layer from the background so I just right clicked on the background said okay now I need to understand okay I want to just do two tiles side by side so I'm going to look at my image size so it's 2,500 by 2,500. So if I go, now I go to my canvas size, and I just want to expand both directions. i to change this to pixels. I'm going to say 5,000 by 5,000. Say OK. So now, if I fit this on screen, I've got enough space to add another tile to the bottom to the right and to the opposite corner so if I right-click and say duplicate layer I can now drag this down you can see it snaps nicely and then I can rotate this edit transform rotate and I just want to rotate this 90 degrees hit enter so it's applied that I can take both of these And say duplicate layers, drag them over. So I'm going to take my upper right hand corner, transform, and I'm going to do a negative 90. And the bottom right, we're just going to rotate that another 90. So now I've created my own carpet pattern. So the thing to remember here is you look at the pixel size underneath image size and then you expand to a corner. So if you only wanted to expand one direction you could expand to the right, to the left, to the top or the bottom. But here since I wanted to expand to both sides equally I went ahead and said expand that direction. So I moved to the center or the anchor to the upper left hand corner. So then I could save this. Since I already have the pattern, I'm not going to save that. I'll go back to Revit. So now I need to bring those two files inside Revit. If I Go to the Manage tab. I go to Materials. I can scroll through here and I'll find carpet. So I had a carpet field and then I had a couple other carpets. So you can see that we're using the render appearance, so what that does is it takes the picture and kind of fills it in for your shaded view. So if we want to make the field carpet, our pattern, so we're going to look at our directory, and we're going to use this quarter turn file and we're going to go to graphics and you can see the color change because it's kind of basing it on the overall color for this. So what I want to do is here to the right you can see a different way to see the image you can go to edit image. So this is where we get into tiling. So you can see I've got one, two, three, four squares, and that's eight feet by eight feet. So tiling is important because it's how the pattern repeats. And if I go back to Photoshop, I'm going to open up not bridge, but I'm going to open up our wood grain here. And I'm going to zoom in a little bit. So you can see that this pattern is is pretty distinctive. So I'm just going to look quickly at the image size. So it's 322 by 150. Now there's a filter inside of Photoshop. It's called Offset. It's underneath Other and I know it was 320 so I'm just going to do 160 so it goes to the middle. So this is tiling. So you can see here that the line kind of lines up, this kind of lines up. It might actually, it might work okay, but what you really notice is the color. Now most of the materials from Autodesk are tileable textures and This image I just pulled off the internet. I just searched for maple wood. And so when I pull that image down, you have to be very careful because it doesn't repeat well. So try and use the Autodesk textures. And there's websites like CG textures, or if you have 3D models that you've downloaded, a lot of those textures can be tileable. So you have to be very careful with that because that's your, your pattern repeat. So we're okay with all of that, it's done. So that's, we've changed our carpet field. So now I'm going to change carpet one, and I'm just going to rename it. First thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to say border, and I don't want this red. I have another color. and it was the monochrome. I'm going to say open. So it's filled that in. And I need to change this. So I'm going to unlock it first. It's going to be 2 feet by 2 feet, not 2 inches by 2 inches. And we're going to say done. Go back to graphics. I'm going to say use render appearance. Okay, so that's all okay. And then I'm going to click on OK. So now I've got my two carpets. So I want to add these to my scene. So I'm going to go back to Modify. And one of the few things you can do in a 3D view, obviously you can select everything, but you can paint. And so I want to paint. The first thing I want to do is I want to find my carpet. So I'm just going to type in a search for carpet. So carpet border and the carpet border happens on the outside here and then my carpet field happens inside. I say done. So now if we go to render and we changed a few things so I changed it to exterior sun and artificial lights. So I'm just going to go ahead and start that render. So now we can see what those settings did, what the looking at it from an exterior point of view with those carpets. So you can see that we've got the two carpets. Uh, We did set it. It only did take 25 seconds. We did set it for exterior, sun, and artificial. So what we can start to do here is we can start to change our exposure. Now interior is usually set at 9. So we look at that. That might be too much. So we'll look at 10.5. Say apply. It's a little bit better. We're starting to see a little bit of the light there. Not a whole lot going on there. We can make the highlights a little bit more visible. Maybe we'll bring this up to two. Say apply. Uh, the midtones maybe we go 1.5. So you can start to play with the light. So you can see the adjusting the midtones really starts to help. and here I changed highlights to one, actually I changed it to two and it only shifted it to one so that's, maybe we go back down to 0.5 and shadows maybe we make that a little bit heavier we'll try a one there so we can start to tweak that a little bit more to kinda of see what we're getting. So saturation maybe we take that to 1.75 so we're starting to get some colors in there, we're starting to see a little bit more of the room. Obviously our lights aren't doing too much, one because of the light levels, and two because the sun is very powerful coming into the room. So if you want to see more of those lights, what you would do is probably change the t- time of day, changes to interior sun and artificial, and start to look at how that affects everything. So, but not so bad for just starting our materials. So we're going to start to look at, I'm going to change this to our fine view so that our screen comes down. We're going to start to look at a little bit more of the materials. We looked at our carpet and we've looked at a few other things just real briefly. So we want to look more in depth at our materials. So this scene has a lot of materials already inside of it. Some are standard with Revit. Some have come in because of models that have been loaded into this scene. This is a uh, test scene that I use all the time to test materials, test lighting, test different things to see what's working and what isn't. Um, So I've loaded a lot of different things into this scene but it it gives you guys a, a quick library. Now what I did do is early on you saw that I clicked on the asset browser and this gives you all of Autodesk's materials so you can see there's a lot of different materials here you can do a search you can expand this and just look for ceramic tiles you can look for different fabrics so there's different things that you can do here so once again these are based on appearance and these are your Autodesk materials so there's two two different libraries there So you can see there's a lot of fabrics in the appearance library, but the physical ones, there's not a whole lot. So you kind of pick and choose between the two. There's not a whole lot of difference between the two as far as what you're going to get out of Revit. But you have to be careful in that When you start editing that material, if you double click on it, it's going to apply itself to whichever material you have selected. So in this case, we had the carpet border, so we're going to go back to appearance and make sure that this is correct. So we're okay there, and we're going to change the bump a little bit here. We're just going to change that to a 50 as opposed to 100, we're going to lessen that bump a little bit so as we look at the materials you can always create new materials or you can duplicate the selected material so if you want to start building materials you can use something as a base or you can create your own and use the asset browser to build those materials one thing that i suggest is you use the checkbox under the graphics tab for use render appearance meaning it's going to take the main color from this image and use this color as your shaded view or in your shaded and consistent colors. So what that does is it gives you a good idea. Click OK. And we look at our consistent color view. You can see this is more of a tan, this is more of a gray, so that gives us a good idea of what we're looking for on those materials. So as we start to develop this, we'll look at creating more of those shaded view colors as well as actual render materials because we're going to use each of these different views to create some different styles of renders. So we're going to open up the material browser again and I want to create a new paint. So if I duplicate this, duplicate selected material and we'll go ahead and rename it paint dark blue if I make any changes to this let's make it more green it affects both so we have to be careful in that creating that or duplicating it has tied the two together. So you really want to create new material. so I'm going to cancel that and open the material browser again so that it gets rid of that change that we made. So we're going to create a new material and I'm going to rename this. We'll call this paint. We're going to call it dark blue. This is going to be an accent paint. So you could call it paint accent or whatever you wanted to call it. So if you go to Benjamin Moore or Sherwin Williams you can usually find RGB values associated with a specific color. So if you go to the fan deck and you find a specific color you're looking for. Sherwin Williams if you type in the the number uh, the color number it'll bring up information on that color and it'll give you an RGB value. Sherwin Williams or I'm sorry Benjamin Moore has actually got swatches for Photoshop. So if you go to swatches you can see I've already loaded some of those in, and so we'll use this 0825, select it from our list, so we can scroll through there, you can see there's a bunch of different colors. Now if I go to color, you can see it gives me the RGB values, so 185, 112, and 144. So we'll go into Revit real quick, and change the colors to 85. 112 and 144. And that gives us our Benjamin Moore paint color. So one thing that we want to look at is how do we get some of this information over. Because if we look at this paint, you can see it's it's called wall paint. So we've got a class It's got some graphics associated with it. So once again, we're going to use the render appearance. And you can see that it's got your color or value, it's got a finish, so eggshell or pearl or semi-gloss or gloss, and an application. So how do we get that information into our paint? Well, we're going to look at changing this to a paint. Saying apply, we look at appearance. So it didn't change anything there. So we're still trying to create a new material for this that uses that category. So we start to look at our paint. we're going to change it to this really quick, the pink color. So you can see that that paint still has a generic material. So it's still a paint class. So there's something here that's telling it to be a specific paint. So if we minimize. our paints. You can see that they're all generic. So if we select this again, oops we changed the wrong one. You can see it's replaced every all of the information that we had. So we have to figure out different ways to set materials and get it the looks and styles that we want so when you're starting to play with materials you can spend a lot of time getting these materials to do exactly what you want them to do so to confuse us a little bit more when we look at our asset browser and we look at paints we saw the pink paint and it is telling us it's, it's an appearance aspect it's a generic type and it fits underneath the category of paints if we scroll down in our asset browser we'll come to wall paints so here you can see the type is wall paint and it gives us matte glossy things like that so if we change our dark blue to we'll change it just to ivory flat for the moment exit out you can see now it's changed this to our correct type and allows us to say okay we want this to have an eggshell, we want it to be spray applied, and we can change this to the Benjamin Moore 08825 paint. Say okay, and now I can come in go to modify and I can paint our dark blue. We're going to paint this wall our dark blue. So real quick it just made it a gray. If I go back to our material browser and I want to check the use render appearance box. So real quick you can see it's changed that wall to our accent color. So I'm going to go through and add some more materials, some more paints. I'm going to look at Some of the materials, as far as what the door frames are, what the chairs are using for materials. So you can see it's got an upholstery material, but what the frames are, what's going on with this table. We're going to look at all these different things. And when I come back, I'll explain some of the characteristics of each, how we've changed them, and what we're going to do for a couple different styles of renders.